Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I don't need no wine and dine. I want something high class. High class. I spend my nights at home romancing the podcast. Take a deeper dive into these movies that are trash. trash. Me once in a bookstore and then we'll smash. For tuning into Romancing the Pod, you had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And joining us today, we have the lovely Jake Scherzer. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Jake is with us because Jake had to watch this with me yesterday. Yeah, and if you're going to punish someone and make them watch this movie, <laughs> they are guaranteed a guest spot on the podcast. Also, they have to be married to Paige because yeah, they have Natalie watched this with me and she's not here. Is Natalie going to mop up your recording room, Todd? <laughs> I wouldn't say it was really punishing, though. So Jake doesn't think it was punishment. Oh, so. you guys are both wrong. Uh, okay, well, we should talk about what movie we did, though. <laughs> we we did Magic Mike XXL, mm-hmm. which I, I watched twice yesterday. Oh, Paige. Jesus, Paige. How much porn do you need? No, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It was the first time I'd ever watched it alone. Don't believe it. <laughs> and you were like, I have to stop watching this alone because things <laughs> yeah. are going to happen. <laughs> it's becoming a problem. Well, I realized I'd never watched it alone. Right. Ever. And, and I like wasn't enjoying it as much. And I was like, man, yeah, it's a terrible movie. And then when Jake came home, we were watching it together and making fun of it. I had a blast. I was like, see, this is the feeling I remember of this movie. (laughs) Because the first time I saw this movie, it was with two whole bottles of white wine we had snuck into the theater and there was no one else in the theater. Oh, your best friends were there? Yeah, it was great. But yeah, there's definitely pacing problems that I didn't remember. And then I fully... For some reason, and I must have conflated the first movie with this movie, I thought for sure Amber Heard, like that there was a more definite thing of him ending up with Amber Heard in the end. There's- oh, you mean like there was any romance in this movie? No. This is the least romantic movie we have done. <laughs> yeah, Angus had more chemistry and romance with the girl at they the kissed. end of Angus. Yeah, I- Mikey, they kiss at the end of Angus. Because they don't kiss at the end of this. I will say, I think this is probably the most bromantic movie we have done. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I'm on board for Bromance Month if we're just going to do that. I mean, <laughs> fuck it. Why not? Let me allow give some explanation for why we have not done the first one, which definitely does have a romance in it. Yeah, I'm going to load the cannons <laughs> while you do this. Great. <laughs> I am not a fan of the first movie. Right, right, in, right. In general, uh, because I feel like there's not really any joy in it. It's really like Boogie Nights light and it's super depressing and it's a lot about like kind of the hard world of being a stripper the love interest although she exists is not likable in fact that's not that's why she's like not in this movie is because fans hated her like audiences (laughs) hated her okay let's let's, let me stop you (laughs) 
Apparently, Mikey liked her. It's a literal fun fact. That's why they cut her out of the second movie. This is like if they made Showgirls 2 where people just shake their boobs the whole time. We're like, see, stripping's great. Absolutely, it is. The first movie I liked because it was like a guy who wanted more out of his life and met a girl. And then he's like, I want to build furniture and get out of this life because there's so many drugs. and there's like, right, I'm not right, happy. Right. And the sex is meaningless. And this movie undoes all of that character development. It does. And it was directed by like Steven Soderbergh. Okay, so the first one is Soderbergh. And it literally is only the bad side. There's not a lot of dancing in it. It was billed as being what this movie is. Like, when it was advertised, I thought we were getting this one. For male and female strippers, how much good side is there? Dude, I know a lot of strippers. And a lot of them are pretty happy with paid rent and shit. It's a kind of a dark world. It's not always a dark world. Well, then make a new franchise. Well, but here's the thing. Even Channing Tatum didn't really like the first movie. (laughs) That's why this movie exists. Because he was like... Man, that got super dark. Because he wanted to jerk off for two hours and put it on film. Like, that's all we watched. That's what this was. Yeah. This movie is like (laughs) surface level bullshitty. But that's what I wanted. And that's what they advertised for the first movie. And we got fucking none of it in the first one. Yeah. So they just made a second one that is straight up church lady porn. And that's what we watched. Yeah. Honestly, (laughs) my ideal would be a mix of the two, which honestly, the movie that sits in the intersection of Magic Mike XXL and the original Magic Mike is Zola. Yeah. Where Zola is like dark, but it's got a lot of dancing and it's really funny. So it's almost like you need a little bit of the seriousness of it to tie it to reality and... They retcon everyone's stories from the first one, not just Mike's. Like the the stories exist, but characters get removed. And then in the first movie, all of the guys that we meet in this movie have almost no role. Like they're in the first movie, but we barely meet them. The only one we really meet and spend a lot of time with is Matt Bomber. And his character gets a completely new story in this movie because in the first movie, he had like a toxic relationship with his wife and a huge drug problem. And it was a real upsetting subplot. Well, maybe he went to rehab between that movie and this shitbag of a movie. Yes, if it would have stated that, that'd been fine. There's zero character growth from any characters in this whole film. None. It is literally dudes go on a stripping road trip. That is it. And if that's all you want out of it, which is really all I wanted out of it, (laughs) it's so much fun. It is objectively (laughs) terrible. It is a terrible movie. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not going to stand here and be like, it's filmed great. Although there's some cool shots in it, but like... No, it is basically hot dudes take their shirts off on a road trip. The movie. That's all it is. Yeah. I wouldn't even call it a movie. I think it is masturbatory for Channing Tatum (laughs) and someone filmed it. And then they said, here is a documentary about Channing Tatum's life. Love it. It's like (laughs) there's just like a loose thread that has all these dancing scenes tied together. No notes. (laughs) Jesus. No, it's two fucking hours long. Like it was so long. It does not need to be two hours. You could cut 45 minutes out of the first hour of this movie. Yeah. Easily. And what they did to my boy uh, Iglesias, just give him a concussion 30 minutes into the film. I mean. (laughs) What's the point? I love him, <laughs> no, too. I think he's no, great. No, because he was one of the cool characters from the first movie. So that's the thing. It's like of the like five non-Channing Tatum people, they retcon all of them. And then they handle two of them great and then three of them terrible. Where like we finally get 
kind of a storyline for Big Dick Richie, which is actually fun, where we actually, he gets to talk in this movie. And I kind of like what they do with Tarzan, where it's revealed that basically no one ever took the time to learn anything about Tarzan. And then we just kind of get little nuggets where you're like, hold on, I kind of want his movie. But then the (laughs) other three... Gabriel Iglesias, who they just like check out in the middle of the movie. Tito, who's obsessed with fucking yogurt. And then Matt Bomber, who suddenly, instead of having like a really nuanced but super fucking dark character, they talk about him breaking up with his wife, but they like don't talk about anything else. And then he's just suddenly like a Reiki actor. (laughs) Like that's bonkers and nuts. So like there are some crazy choices that get made in this movie. And I think it's going to be fun to talk about. I think the crazy part about that is you said names of characters like I was supposed to know what they, who those <laughs> yeah, people were. They never. Yeah, they I, never, don't, I don't know anybody in this movie. I, yeah, I mean, I know Matt Bomber and I know Channing Tatum. That's it. I don't even know why they're going to this contest that apparently every person has an hour and a half to perform. It's not a contest. No, it's it's a convention and it's their it's their last hurrah before they all stop stripping. Thank God. I'm glad you explained it because they did not. No, they fully did. The first did. 20 minutes of the movie fully explains that. Paige loves this movie. I hate this movie. So take this with a grain of salt. They did explain it, Mikey. But yeah, they fully explain it. Now, I do think it's really funny also that if you look at the end on the marquee for the stripper convention, it just says 2015 stripper convention. They don't even name it anything else. And I feel like that is the level of thought that went into this film. Yeah, zero thought. I will say. <laughs> (laughs) say technically Mikey picked this movie we could have been watching Grease 2 or Seven Brides for Seven Brothers that is true that's not true no that's 100% true you gave me choices but not the titles and I picked one that seemed least like a musical well too bad they were all musicals (laughs) technically (laughs) yeah I don't understand why you got to pick movies that I would hate well because you made me watch Passengers last week because Passengers is a pop cultural event we had to discuss because so is Magic Mike XXL for women Passengers had double genders watching it I refuse to call Passengers a, a love story because it's full on an abuse story well you know objectifying strippers also could be considered an abuse story <laughs> this is this is by choice Th- this is them choosing to be objectified for money not if you watch the first movie and half of them have a drug problem. That's the thing. In this movie, none of them do. That's why I like it better. I think it's just off screen, Paige. Yeah, no, it's probably just off screen. <laughs> and they like totally justify sleeping with a housewife. Like, way to go, guy. Hey, she was divorced. She was an adult. She can do whatever she wants. And that dick was so good, she gave him a convertible Bentley for the weekend. So <laughs> you know he's slanging heavy meat. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> You know he's slaying heavy meat. But here's what I will also say that this movie does that the first movie did absolutely not do is feature women of all age, shape, size, and color. Oh, you mean in that final scene when they're like dancing with everybody? In any scene where they're dancing with anybody. Uh, that's true in Savannah and in uh, Myrtle Beach. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But that's that's also like super common amongst male strip clubs, which I've been to because yeah. my life is weird. So the first one was... Not really like that. Oh, really? Because there's barely any dancing at all. It is literally only about Matthew McConaughey being a full-blown villain and then a bunch of people having sad, terrible drug problems, which I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but I am also saying that if you bill a movie as Channing Tatum, who we know is a funny goof-around guy, doing a stripper movie, I expect this movie 
not boogie nights. So like that's part of I think why the first one is received differently where like some people like it but it does not get a huge great reception like it makes a lot of money but there's a lot of notes from both people who watched it in the studio that critics liked it women did not because it wasn't a full-on objectifying movie right it wasn't porn for church ladies like here's (laughs) the thing why are you making a stripper movie with Channing Tatum and not including stripping in it all that's all I'm gonna say about it well he read the script before he did it that's his fault hey fun fact about Channing Tatum he can't read he can't read so like he probably (laughs) didn't read it I'm not even joking. I know someone who used to be a writer in Hollywood and Channing Tatum has a reader for him. Yeah. Actually, a lot of famous people do. The joke is Channing Tatum can't read. I'm sure he can read. A lot of famous people don't have time to read it, so they just don't. Todd, if I was super rich... I would pay someone to like read aloud stuff to me. Mikey, yeah. I'm dyslexic of sh- shit. I talk about how I don't read all the time. Like I would do the same thing. So when you watch this, they strip from right to left. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is they bounce around on the screen. Like the letters bounce around or strippers. Sorry. In this metaphor, the strippers are In letters. In this metaphor, bad. Yeah. the strippers are letters. Yeah. I just don't watch the movie for a month and then I try it and like watch it a little bit and then I don't watch it. That's <laughs> how my attention span works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that ADHD. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, right. He gives some of like the stories of what happened to him as a stripper for the first movie. They write it around that. So I think he assumed it would be more that. And then most of those get cut out. So then he partners with the writer for this movie. So this movie is more of what he would say was true to his experience. Than the first movie. So are we going to talk about how he was a stripper in Tampa? Like, are we going to talk about that? Yeah. So like, that's where yeah. he started his like career, I guess, as a stripper in yeah. Tampa. There's video of it. Yeah. I think strip clubs would be more fun if they were co-ed. I mean, you can take I'm... your girlfriend to a strip club, Mikey. No, but I mean like, you know, both, <laughs> both kinds of dancers. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Some for the whole family. I get it. That that makes sense. Technically, Domina, the strip club they go to in Savannah is co-ed because you actually see a female dancer there. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just a house. Yeah. Yeah, it's a house that they converted <laughs> into a fancy strip country club, but honestly, intrigued. I know. I really dug that concept page. I'm not gonna Same. lie. It was a great set piece, yeah. I don't think they would have got their license. Well, her name is Rome. I really like the whole like Roman aspect of that. Yeah. The Savannah house, if we'll call it that i'm not quite oh it's called domino that's what you said it's called yeah. domino yeah yeah, yeah yeah it felt very like tv show rome to me yeah a little bit <laughs> which i'm into here's the thing having seen male entertainers or uh male reviews it's not like a female strip club no it's much more like the end of this movie where it's like just on stage like it's a stage show as opposed to anything kind of closer and i think the smaller format of that house would be more interesting It'd be more intimate for sure. Yeah, I think the one downside would be I'm one of those people that like I don't ever want to be pulled on stage, but I would be (laughs) down to like stand and be closer. I think that'd be more interesting, but just please don't involve me. So I wonder if they have like some sort of ribbon or something they're wearing that's like, please don't pour oil on my dress. Right. I would be afraid if I was in the Domino house that I was going to get like kick flipped in the face because they're right? doing some crazy shit and people are just standing super close to them. <laughs> right there. I know. Yeah, yeah. And it's like double dare where they're spraying like whipped cream and everything all over the place. Like you're going to get slimed <laughs> or gacked and you're like, hold on, wait, do we have, is there like a big <laughs> nose or a 
thong or something where you have to dig for a flag. It's like, what the hell's going on here? You're definitely going to get gacked. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, dear God. So do you guys want to talk about this quote unquote movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. So there's like no credits at the beginning of this movie, which thank goodness that yeah. it would be like, you know, longer. So we see Mike Lane custom designs. And that's basically what happened to Channing Tatum after the first movie. He does start his business to make custom furniture. Which was his true passion in the first movie, not dancing. Well, and here's the thing. I think this second movie, at the end of it, he just goes back to his job. Like, I don't think he's leaving this job. I think this is one last hurrah. I don't think he's leaving either. This movie takes place over a weekend. Like, there's no reason yeah. he'd have to shut down his business. No, and yeah. it's a weekend, and they don't have a club to dance in, and none of them seem to have any plans to continue dancing after that weekend. I have a headcanon for this. I feel like he made enough money to get his employee insurance, and then that's Ooh. it. Jake, yes. yes, that's exactly what I, yes, my headcanon was like. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get over the hump of, you know, not quite making enough money to have a retail space and get my one employee health insurance. So I'm going to strip my ass off literally. And we're going to get enough money to pay the first month of a retail space and get my dude health insurance. And if you can do that on a weekend, do it, do it. Hell yeah. I mean, like you'd be amazed how many people strip for two days a week to like pay for all of their childcare and shit. It is one of those jobs that is super fucking lucrative if you're in the right place and you have the right body type. Not even dude. Oh, well, look out to a male review near you. If you guys want to see an out-of-shape dude strip on a chair. Uh, there fully are. There's there's a review locally that has older dudes. You get to watch me get winded after 10 seconds and then eat a pizza. It'll be great. It's just like gyrating in the kitchen listening to Pony. If you want to know for sure why I'll never please a woman, come down to my male review. Hey, keep your shoes on, man. With the amount of layers you have, Todd. It would take like 45 minutes for you to strip. The whole show is just Todd. They cut away to other dancers while I'm still going because it's like you're on the, the main act. stage working through it. And then we're cutting away to Joe Manganello and the fucking yogurt nonsense. Oh, bless you, Paige, that you think I'd be on the main stage. Thank you well, so much. We that's how we cut away. And then we cut back and we're like, can he do it? Yeah. It's the first strip show with an intermission. <laughs> first strip show with an intermission. <laughs> I call my strip show the Hateful Eight because I wear eight layers and it takes forever to get through it. <laughs> I like that at the at the end of the movie they name their like stripper club if you want to call it that Res Erection. Yeah, I thought that was funny. So funny. Yeah. Anyway. So we basically go through a bunch of his job stuff. So he's like dropping off uh, pieces, picking up lumber. This is where we find out that they need a retail space and that he like can't do the health insurance stuff. But the business is doing well for like a startup business. Like they have a lot of orders. They're busy, but they're not like quite making enough money where they can afford either of those things, which is like a super common place for a startup to be. And that's like the hardest hump to get over. If you can get over that, you're normally pretty good for a few years until things fail. But like... If you can get over that first hump, you're good. Yeah. So as they're kind of going about their day, he gets a phone call from Tarzan and it's actually like a voicemail. Yeah. And it basically says, hey, we're coming through Tampa. Bad news about Dallas. He's gone, bro. But that's all he says. But like says it in such a way that it implies that he died. But also in a way that he's not lying to him, which I appreciated. Tarzan may be a former wrestler, but he is not a liar. 
No. NWO. And he fought in Desert Storm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so when you said that we finally got Tarzan's story, we fully didn't. Because at one point in this movie, Magic Mike goes up to Tarzan and is like, hey, man, you're not interesting enough to talk to. Sorry about that. Oh, you were in Desert Storm? <laughs> All right. Bye. Like, <laughs> Can I just say, we get 100% more of his story in this movie than we did in the last one. In the last one, his only story point was, my knees hurt. Which is why they bring it up in this movie. Well, can I say that's just a wrestling storyline of just he can't strip at all. So he just like kicks one yeah, leg up. His strip routines are questionable at best, but his voguing kind of on point. We'll get to it. His voguing is a toe touch page. Like that's all he does. Yeah. But then he puts on the lipstick with the compact. Okay. Is that a Vogue? I don't know what a Vogue yeah. is. I guess you have a very loose definition of Vogue then. No, you have to pantomime pieces. It's like a whole thing. Okay. Anyway. I thought that's Vogue was just did, like I mean, the hands. I'm NWO for life. So, you know, I was a big fan of Kevin Nash. Yeah. I, he's one of my favorite characters in this movie, honestly, because every time he talks, it's insane. Yeah. You like big, burly, silent men. I get it. Oh, no. I'm not attracted to him. <laughs> I'm very glad Jake laughed at that joke. I'm sorry. So good. I find everything he says in this movie mildly hilarious. I was going to say, I kind of want to see like a Mickey Rourke-esque, like the wrestler movie, but of him the as stripper. the stripper. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you strip again, you can break your neck. <laughs> I honestly hated this movie, but I would watch a full two-hour Tarzan stripping movie. I will be honest yeah, with you. Yes. Absolutely. It would be dark like the first movie. <laughs> it would be dark like the wrestler. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Would it though? Yes. <laughs> No, no, no. We find out. That man's 70 years old. It would be dark. We, we find out that what he wants in this movie is a family and people that love him. And if the story is him finding that, I think that's a happy movie. Except that he's like heavily drinking and talking about how like that ship sailed. So I've given up on my dream. I but mean, that doesn't sound like but, it wouldn't but be a dark see, that's movie. where he starts. Where does he end, Mikey? He in the, in the coroner's office. He's 62 yeah. years old. He is an old man. Then that's as bad as this movie with no character growth. I'm saying give Tarzan a chance. Let him find a lady that's like age appropriate and they can grow old together and he doesn't have to strip anymore and he just paints her in the nude all the time. Like with, that's what I want for Tarzan. With glue sticks and glitter. Yeah, he's he's had a lot of concussions. They, <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe he just goes to work at Hobby Lobby or something, you know. <laughs> oh my God. He can reach the high shelves. Tarzan working at a Joanne's? I'm like losing my mind. Are you looking for glitter and glue sticks? I know where those are. <laughs> Fabrics are on aisle three. Thank you. Will you uh, just follow me in my wheelchair? My knees hurt today. <laughs> you talking about the first Gulf War? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> oof, my goof. Anyway, so Channing Tatum pulls up to a motel where he believes the wake is and goes to the front desk to ask about it. And they're like, there's no wake here. And he's like, actually, I'm pretty sure I can hear it. And so he just follows out to the pool. Well, because it's like, is it Pony that starts playing? No. It's a song. It's like a stripper song that starts playing. And he's like, I know. I know. They need me out back. That's them. So a girl in a helmet jumps into the pool, which they it's her name is White Shadow. And then we never see her again. Yeah, you don't even see her face. No, you never see her face. But my 
Becky, why do you need to? Honestly, she doesn't need to be in the movie. I don't know why she is. I can only imagine that that was like a specific story of like a time when they were all at a motel and there was this crazy person and it just doesn't translate well to film. It's also the only reference to drug use in this movie because they say she's uh, on acid. Well, no, they, they all take Molly. Don't take Molly oh, yeah. shit. I forgot about that. this movie is so bad. Like I have blocked and they out smoke a lot of weed it. Openly, yeah. And they, like, they openly smoke weed yeah. and Vicky Vox pulls coke dusted hundreds out of her bra. There's a lot of references to drugs. Yeah. In this That's movie. fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he gets out there. It's a full blown crazy pool party. Joe Manganello is naked and tosses him into the pool. Yeah. And he gets out and is like, um, somebody told me this is awake and Dallas was dead. And they're like, no, he's not dead. He just abandoned us, basically. So Dallas is Matthew McConaughey's character, who, by the way, is a full ass villain in the first movie. Oh, he's a villain? Yes. Yeah. And the story they give in this movie to explain why he is gone is that he took the kid, who is Alex Pettifer, and abandoned their show in Florida and started a new show overseas. Yeah, in Macau. Which he was threatening to do in the first movie anyway. That was always the threat is that he was basically going to leave everyone hanging and start a new show and kind of start over. Yeah. They also reveal that the only reason they were able to do it was because an investor offered money. Anyway, so we cut to them in one of the motel rooms and they're kind of talking through what happened and uh, kind of catching up. And this is where Mike talks about how he doesn't have enough staff and he needs to expand to a retail spot. Uh, but I'm happy to be my own boss. And then they ask him about his girlfriend who... He kind of, in the first movie, left stripping, mostly at her request, where she doesn't like the lifestyle and doesn't like that he strips. And so that's a huge portion of why he leaves, as well as starting his own business. And we find out that that was three years ago. And he's like, oh, she's good, but doesn't really elaborate, which is our first clue that she's not good. And something is wrong. But he asks what they're all doing there. They reveal that they are making a trip from Tampa or from Miami, I should say, up to Myrtle Beach for the stripper convention. And it's implied that it's something that they've done multiple times before together as a group. And that even though Dallas is not with them, they're going to have Tobias, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, as the MC, And they're going to kind of have their own show and their own way to do it. And this is the scene where we see White Shadow, right? Yeah, this is White Shadow basically jumping on the bed in the background. Do you have any fun facts about White Shadow? None. Do you? Yes. Who is she? Her name is Allison Falk, and okay. she is a choreographer. In fact, she did the choreography for Magic Mike. I'm guessing that oh. that's why she's in this scene then, yep. and that's probably the only reason, yep. and it's weird it is weird you are right and she's done other things like she was uh in magic mike 2 which i guess this is magic mike 2 but this is magic mike as well oh that is like a tv show i think like a series no no, no. she was in the original magic mike oh you mean also yeah, yeah, yeah. there is oh, a okay. magic mike documentary series about the show in vegas oof magoof that sounds terrible. I can't go into the expanded universe. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then there's like Magic Mike babies coming on Fox. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, wait until Magic Mike the last dance or what the fuck ever we're going to get next. I'm sure that's in the works. Starring Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. <laughs> book, of, book of Magic Mike on Disney Plus. Yeah. He's on Tatooine trying to dance it out. Yeah. 
<laughs> he's in the canteen like it's hard to strip to that i'm gonna be honest with you it's hard to, hard to pop and lock to the canteen song it's more of a charleston <laughs> honestly mikey it is the right tempo for a charleston holy shit now all i'm seeing is channing tatum no changes from magic mike xxl exactly in this but instead of in that last scene where he's dancing with the mirror thing which is honestly yeah. very cool it's just like very the tattooing cool. dancers with like the weird hair yeah, yeah, things yeah. that go behind them yeah oh hell yeah. yeah i love this so this is also where we get a brief breakdown because essentially if you haven't seen the first movie this movie is going to quickly in this scene break down who is who yeah in part also because there was a few years between the first movie and this movie where it's like just in case you forgot <laughs> or you didn't watch the original or you didn't watch the original yeah uh, this is also where we find out that Big Dick Richie is Armenian, which was never established before, but that's an interesting piece of information that we never use. Yeah. And that they only refer to, and I don't remember from the first movie if Matt Bomber's name was Ken. I know he did the Ken routine where he is like a Ken doll, but they just call him Ken this whole movie. Yeah, his name is Ken okay. in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I legit had to look it up, though, because in my mind, he's always Matt Bomber, no matter what he's doing. So, <laughs> right. So, we get back to Mike's shop next to his house, and he's talking with his employee and sends him home to have dinner with his family. But this is where he basically is like, I can't afford health insurance for you. I'm so sorry. Like, yes, I want to do this. I just don't have the money. Yeah. And his employee leaves. We cut to him kind of like handling accounts on a laptop. He pulls cookie dough out of the freezer with a post-it note that says, let's get fat together. <laughs> but clearly she's not around because we haven't seen her. And we cut back into the shop where he is welding and then basically grinding out an angle iron on a grinding wheel. And Pony comes on the golden age of hip hop on Spotify. <laughs> I love how it says it exactly like that. Yes. Yes, it does. And Pony was his song from the first movie. It's one of the only full dance scenes we get in the first movie. They make that pretty clear in this one, too. Like, I, I knew yeah. that. Without having seen the movie. Like, yeah, when they're rolling face on Molly, they, yeah. they talk about why it's his favorite song. Yeah. I do remember while watching this that Jake was upset about how he was using that grinding wheel. It was very unsafe. <laughs> it's just you don't put it anywhere near your crotch, clearly. He doesn't even have health insurance. Exactly. Yeah, he doesn't have health insurance. <laughs> if that thing throws that bar, he's in trouble. He's out of two careers. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I realize it's very unsafe, but I do like how he like grinds to the yeah. baseline. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. Here's one of my favorite things about this scene is there's no stunt double. This is all Channing Tatum. Of course. And he at one point he's like straddling the table and a stool and then he grabs like a load-bearing pole in the middle of the shop and swings his body around over to another table. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to be strong and also hope you don't fall. <laughs> to yeah. do that it's pretty cool this is actually kind of a fun mini dance scene that we get in the middle of this i mean that's a very loose interpretation of the word fun but this whole movie exists so that he can show off specifically and that's it like yeah. no one else can dance in this movie it's like very except for malik that is true yes the, the other guy in the mirror scene can very well dance yeah absolutely but no one else can dance in this movie exactly yeah uh, but to be honest, male strippers, there's usually one or two that can dance like Channing Tatum. And then the rest of them are like doing toe touches and complaining about their knees. Absolutely. <laughs> 
That would be me. Here, so stick your uh, stick your one dollar bills into my knee brace, which is still stays on with my thong. I've <laughs> seen a mail review twice. I've never been to one where you would give them dollars the way that you would at a lady strip club. Yeah, all that money is disgusting. Like just imagine all that writhing <laughs> money around. Is gross. And the, yeah, just all the various whipped cream and yogurt. It's just like, oh. all right. Do you just like throw change at them? Like, what do you do? You don't tip them or give them anything. It is a show, basically. Oh, that just like ticket sales? Yeah, and I know that there are clubs more like this where you would give them money. I've just never been to one. A lot of the ones that I've seen, it's always just a show, and they're not close enough to you for you to even give them money unless they pull you on stage. And that's when they pick you up and like 69 you. Yeah, and like practically break your spine. Like I was worried for the safety of a lot of the women in this film. Yeah. Because they just get thrown around. Yeah, they're definitely getting herpes. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Like they're definitely getting some sort of stripper TD. There, There's at least one shot in this where you can clearly see Channing Tatum accidentally dick slap a girl in the face as he's dancing across her. Like he like thrusts over her face and definitely gets her in the face and you're just like man i hope she got paid extra that day (laughs) (laughs) she got featured extra pay that's what that was featured extra pay for getting dick slapped by channing tatum so what'd you do today uh i'm pretty sure channing tatum hit me with his dick and or balls (laughs) (laughs) or both you know just another day at the office (laughs) <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. So we cut to the artisan Froyo truck where Channing Tatum shows up and he's like, all right, I'm coming on your road trip. One last hurrah. Let's do it. Yeah. And we get kind of a breakdown of what their plan for the Froyo is. Where like one side's a DJ booth, the other side is artisanal frozen yogurt. And they're like, it's like a block party experience. And I'm like, it's a food truck, man. Yeah. I don't know why we're making such a big deal out of this. And they honestly do like they seem like it's the best idea they've ever heard, which to me is very concerning. Yes, I I would say that the scene uh, slightly later than this, when they're on the beach and they go around and give all of their ideas, oh, is indicative of the ge- yeah the general intelligence of the group. Yeah, it, you would say it's an echo chamber, like the empty heads inside of. The- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, kind of. They know about creatine, protein powders, and bad business decisions. And three-day growth on their waxing. Legit (laughs) criticism. Because I only saw Magic Mike 1 once. Because I I like Soderbergh. They did very much dumb down all of these guys for this movie. All of them. You don't really get to talk to much of them in the first movie at all anyway. But they still were, like, smarter. No. They had some conversations, you know. No, they, like, like... Big Dick Richie has one line in the whole movie. But like Boomer did. I mean, kind of, but not really. And the way Chainum would talk about the others would also make them seem like they were like full functioning brains in the first film. (laughs) I I felt like you got almost nothing about them in the first movie, which because you didn't know, you didn't think they were dumb. And then this movie is just like, surprise, they're dumb. So like, I think maybe because it didn't explicitly dumb them down in the first movie, that's why... We, they felt smarter, but it's really just because we didn't get to talk to them at all. Well, Channing Tatum in the first one was very intelligent and like kind of brooding because he wasn't happy with his life. Yeah, and this is full on like 
21 Jump Street Tatum in this one. <laughs> this is full on 21 Jump Street Tatum. Although I don't think he's not intelligent because he is still running that business and offers to like help them go over their business docs. I think this is him being dumb for a weekend. Oh my God. I want to see those PowerPoint business docs that they have like all their hopes and dreams set on for fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. condiments, and, condiments. A, and a like top shelf Froyo <laughs> food truck. Which honestly, I think the Froyo food truck could make it. Like I, I don't yeah. think that's necessarily a terrible business idea but man i bet that powerpoint is all over the place all over the place <laughs> a lot of glitter wipes and star wipes yeah. 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 six slide transitions though oh yeah. i will <laughs> i will say the flavors he talks about sound delicious so like yeah. there's a part of me that's like if he could pull this off it'd be a probably successful food truck but like that's what it's gonna be it's yeah. a food truck but i think it would be like and none of you watched gigolos right of course I watched Gigolo's page. Okay, do you remember when Brace gave his PowerPoint about nutraceuticals? Okay, no. let's, let's pretend that some of us have not watched Gigolo. Gigolo's is a TV show based in Las Vegas about actual gigolos. Yeah, actual male escorts. And it is as staged and terrible as you think it is. Yes. Not Juggalos. Not Juggalos. No, no. Although. <laughs> that show. <laughs> I would fully watch that show. Yeah, if it's Juggalo, Gigolos. I'd get it on pay-per-view. Yeah. 100% I'm calling Netflix. We're going to get a 12 episode order. Like we could make yeah, yeah, that yeah. a thing. But imagine if the Juggalo show was exactly like the Gigolo show. Just at that stage to where like today we're hanging out over by this old tire. We're going to talk about what we're going to do today. It'd be great. Jake's bringing Fago. Yeah, of course. Uh, on Gigolos, one of them was like an older guy and was really into like fitness. And he had this idea of like basically promoting a line of supplements and he called them nutraceuticals. And there's a whole like multi episode arc of him trying to get this off the ground and him doing like a PowerPoint and like a giant poster board of and he's like, see, it's like. Nutra and then also pharmaceuticals, nutraceuticals. <laughs> oh man. And it was as bad as I imagine this Froyo presentation would be. <laughs> so he gets on the food truck and he's like, talk me out of this, basically. And they're like, no, you're coming with us. And they have a whole yeah. conversation about debating whether or not Justin Timberlake was a Backstreet Boy or on NSYNC and how dare you not know your Orlando history. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is a very funny line. Uh, but Matt Bomber is clearly upset about him coming back. Yeah. Which I don't fully get because like in the first movie, they were not they were friends, but not really friends because they have like a falling out in the first movie, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it's over cocaine. Yeah, it's it's over cocaine. <laughs> oh, like it's man. a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why he doesn't want him to come back, Paige. <laughs> One of the reasons he leaves because there's so much cocaine because Matthew McConaughey was like giving them cocaine to perform and like controlling them. It was kind of like sex trafficking a little bit. Yeah. Well, and, and no, uh, he's, okay. uh, that is true of the first movie. And then Matt Bomber's character is married, but they have like a kind of like a polyamorous thing going on. And they, they talk about it a little bit in this movie. You should watch the first one. It's dark. It's fucking dark. They're also dealing. That's what it is. He was dealing yeah, cocaine out of the he's club. He's dealing out of the club. And it's like a huge deal. And Channing Tatum's not on drugs. And some of the other guys aren't necessarily on drugs. Like the older guys aren't. But the new guy that's coming in, they're like feeding him drugs. 
to keep him there to perform. Okay. So anyway, the cocaine's gone, so I don't know why he's upset. Yeah, I, they have to create a reason for him to be upset because they've completely redone his character. And so now his whole thing is like, you left without talking to us. And it's like, so we're just going to forget that like full argument you guys had about cocaine? Okay, cool. I mean, does cocaine make you forget? No. Okay. In fact, you remember most of what happens on cocaine. I honestly feel like that's how they came up with these business ideas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> these are the business ideas of, of coke-addled dummies. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is just like the multiverse. Like this is a magic Mike multiverse kind of thing. Where this is the good timeline and the first movie <laughs> is the dark timeline. I like yeah. that reading I'm, of it. I'm here for that. Yeah. I actually, I like that a lot. And then in the third movie, the multiverses converge and they have to have a stripping war to see who survives the timeline. Like who's... You know what's real fucked up, Paige, is this movie actually alludes to exactly that because at the end of this movie... Channing Tatum is like in a mirror match. Yeah. And that's what's going to have to happen with all of them. And the third, when the conjunction comes together. Yeah, the conjunction of the spheres. Yeah. Yes. Now I'm just bringing Witcher into it too, which I'm here but the for. Spheres, yeah. The spheres are testicles. Yeah. <laughs> but Thanos doesn't snap. He claps. Yeah. <laughs> he claps that ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we find out that Tarzan painted the truck. Yes. And because that's his hobby is painting, which like, Painting cars and painting canvas, two different things, different mediums, different processes. But this movie does not care. No. In this universe, it's all the same. So they set off on the trip and Channing Tatum's on his phone trying to handle his business. And Joe Manganiello's kind of mad that he's not being present and in the moment on their dude road trip. So he throws the phone out the window. Yes. That's a deal breaker for me, friends. Oh, I'd be so yeah. mad. I would leave immediately and never talk to you. If you literally threw like $1,000 out the window, I'd be like, fuck you, stop the, the van, I'm going home. I will walk home. Yeah. This is like when we drove to Panic Fest and you got mad that I read my book and like threw my phone out the window. I would just be like, what? This is a 15 hour drive, I can't read? 15 hours? It was not 15 hours. I don't remember. <laughs> Kansas City's a long way away. It, it's nine, it was nine hours and we rented a van. It was very, very fun. Although Mikey did read most of the time, I'll be honest with you. He was there reading fucking like War and Peace or some shit. East of Eden, friends. East of Eden, that's what it was. <laughs> anyway, so he throws Channing Tatum's phone out the window, but then... Channing Tatum, to get back, throws what he thinks is Big Dick Richie's phone out the window, but it turns out that it's Tarzan's phone, <laughs> and he just says, I only had seven minutes left on it, because he's using a burner phone. Because he has no one. His is the saddest story. <laughs> <laughs> That's why his movie would be the darkest. The funny thing is, he's had seven minutes on that phone since the first movie. <laughs> I can't even get it reloaded anymore. Other headcanon for him. Maybe uh, he's got a burner phone because he's a hitman. Oh, he was in Desert Storm. Yes. So he's also a hitman the and a stripping stripper. is a cover. That's why he doesn't have a family or children. He's got to work alone. I want a Barry style like Tarzan movie or even TV <laughs> series. Where or he, like, like nobody, but it's Tarzan. Yeah. Somebody. <laughs> Somebody. So. Essentially, at this point, Big Dick Richie is like, calm down. And if you're not ready to bring it old school and vibe with the group, then you're not ready for what this trip is going to be. We're going to Mad Mary's. And we cut to Mad Mary's, which is a drag bar in Jacksonville. Yes. Uh, hosted by Vicky Vox as Tori Snatch. <laughs> and... 
it's clear that they've been there multiple times before. They're kind of reminiscing about other times that they've been there and they join a voguing competition. Now, not a single one of them is truly voguing, <laughs> except for the first two that go up. Believe it or not, the pantomime of the makeup is probably the closest, but still not. They should not win this competition, but against all odds, they do. They don't win. Well, I guess the, the strippers don't win. Their van driver wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias yes. wins. Who I think is very funny, but we don't see him in this movie very much. Because they basically kill him off. <laughs> I mean, he lives because he comes back at the end. But in the first movie, he was not super funny in the first movie really? at all either. Because he was kind of also dealing. It, like, okay. he was kind of a dark character in the first movie, too. Okay. I'm telling you, the first movie has zero joy in it i mean he does escape the life that he didn't like to like open his own furniture business and like start dating a girl who that valued him for more than his dancing or body did she value him for more than his dancing or body or did she control what choices he made in his life i think you are reading way too much into the fact that you want him to dance no here's the thing <laughs> i like that he does the furniture thing that's fine i i have no problems with that but what i remember of the first movie is her being mean about it and about him and his life you see you can have discussion about it because shit happens in that movie yeah <laughs> yeah because a plot exists in that movie <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah a character treats someone in a way and you can criticize it because they talked yeah they, they didn't just throw glitter at shit but honestly <laughs> sometimes i just want people to throw glitter at shit like i don't always want to talk like movies are escapism i get it Paige. i just have the internet <laughs> I mean, here's the thing this is not really porn necessarily yes like, it is it is church lady porn it is 1000 percent that i'm only attracted to like two total of the people in this movie there's only five people in the movie <laughs> I'm only attracted to half of the people in this movie, Mikey. But at the same time, I'm like, I got a million other places I can see them in various states of undress or attractiveness. Yeah, I mean, the internet exists. I understand that. But it's still porn for church ladies. I guess. For me, this movie is just fun. It's stupid. It's it's dancing. It's music. It's shirtlessness. Oh. It's glitter. <laughs> you cannot get me down when I'm watching this movie. Does that make sense? You're like ELO. Don't bring me down, yeah. baby. I get it. Don't bring me down. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I will say that in this scene where we see them voguing, we realize that ex with the exception of Channing Tatum, they are shockingly bad dancers yes. for a movie about dancing. <laughs> Everyone in this movie can't dance except for Channing Tatum. Except which for is, Channing Tatum. Which is why I'm 100% sure he picked who was going to be in this movie. And he was like, this movie's just about my dancing ability and that's it. Because everyone else is going to be terrible at it and it's going to make me look so much better. But he is great at it. He is great at it. And, and he does bring Twitch in to play Malik. But he brings in someone who dances like him. Because everyone in this movie when they get to Domina and Savannah has a counterpart. So yes. like they've got an equivalent and that's his is the other guy who can actually dance. Anyway, we cut to the beach after Mad Mary's and this is where they have toasted marshmallow tangerine frozen yogurt, which sounded amazing. Okay. I want to try that, but not enough to like talk to the guy who makes it. So, <laughs> so we also kind of go around the circle at this point. This is where we hear about condiments. But also we find out that they're all going back to kind of boring jobs Monday morning. So like one of them is going to be working uh, doing snow cones at the mall for and he's like, oh, it's market research. He's working at the snow cone 
place at the mall. Right. But he's the, he's one of the guys who's going to start the uh, artisanal food truck, right? Or yogurt food truck right. or whatever. May, when they can get it off the ground, yeah. fund-wise. Which, yeah. they're in the van. It's already painted. Like, what more do you need? They're eating the frozen yogurt. They have the van. <laughs> they have, <laughs> they have, they have the yogurt. What the fuck are they waiting on to start this business? Well, I think they just keep giving yogurt away for free. Because they do that like three or four times in this movie. It's a metaphor about being a stripper. I get it. It's 100% <laughs> yeah. about giving the milk away for free. Yeah, why buy the yogurt if you they give it away? <laughs> and then, so con- condiments. Condiments is Big Dick Richie's idea where it's condoms and mints in a single package that you could like buy at the Quickie Mart. Oh and Vicky God. Vox is very quick to inform him that that already exists. Right. And you could buy it pretty much anywhere <laughs> at that point you got to pivot you got to like switch to like mint flavored condoms same name just go with it yeah ketchup flavored condoms Ooh, that condiments. sounds terrible you want my hot dog to remind you of a hot dog <laughs> yeah exactly you can relish in this dick <laughs> oh. Oh. it's gonna be hot like chili no <laughs> They're not all winners, but listen, this is why we have these marketing the sessions. Condiments wasn't a winner oh. either. There you go. Yeah, Paige, it's time for you to take your friends on a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my favorite is what Tarzan says to him after. And he's like, I've got a good idea for an invention. It's a small rectangle and you speak into it. And then if somebody else also has a small rectangle, they hear you through it. I don't have a name for it yet. It's <laughs> great. Uh, and then we get into having to explain away the retconning of Matt Bomber's character where uh, we reveal that he and his wife are no longer together because they tried monogamy and it didn't work and they don't mention the drugs at all. And then he and Channing Tatum get into kind of a tiff of like, you left and that's why I'm mad. My standard fight with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were all sad when your dad decided to leave you for a life of stripping, but I get it. You seen them shoulders? Yeah. It worked out for the best, Mikey. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> It made you who you are today, Mikey. Yeah. Andy formed the Chippin' Dads. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. Uh, Chippin' Dads is just like dudes with dad bods. <laughs> Hell, yeah. I, I can't tell if I'd be into it or disturbed. Both. It's got to be both. Finally, a stripper review I can get in on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, your dad did gift you with them stripper calves and stripper buns. So, like. And that big, dumb dick. <laughs> and that big dumb dick. I can put my knee brace on and do like a, a, a toe touch. It's three minutes of you yelling about touching the thermometer. Yeah, the, the, the air conditioning or the thermostat. Yeah. yeah. Who left the goddamn fridge open? It's so real. It's the real dad experience. Yeah. <laughs> I will pull this strip club over right now. It's just five dudes in khaki shorts and polos. <laughs> <laughs> and like a like a sweater vest. I'm just here to play catch with my dad. What is this? <laughs> oh, Chip and Dads. Okay. I love it. So Channing Tatum walks off to pee into the ocean. <laughs> Amber Heard creeps up behind, creeping like a creep. Yep. And takes pictures of him while he peeing. Yep. Just call him Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, Mikey. That's what? 
Well, I mean, you're not wrong. Well, here, here's what I will say, because sometimes terrible people also get victimized. So I'm not going to stand here and say it's all fake. But I will say that there are a lot of videos and recordings of her like throwing phones at her assistants. And that makes her a shitty person. Yeah. So like, yeah. Oof. To be fair, her hair in this movie looks like just her hair on its own has been smoking weed in a 64 Mustang <laughs> since 64. She looks like she hasn't had a shower in a year. It's upsetting. Which is why she's only in three scenes in this movie. <laughs> yeah, our romantic quote-unquote interest. <laughs> Maybe she smells terrible, and that's why he never touches her unless it's on his <laughs> Unless he's smacking her face with his dick. He never kisses her. No. Because his dick's been there. I mean, <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's, too, it's too intimate versus him just slapping her in the forehead with his balls through a thong. Yeah. I mean, I agree with them. I'm going to be honest with you. That, that is, <laughs> kissing is way more intimate than teabagging somebody. <laughs> I mean, is it like, especially with thong on. Wait, are you suggesting that thong off isn't as intimate? Are they going in the mouth? <laughs> you understand teabagging? Have yeah. you never played Halo online? Yeah, of course. I'm just saying like, so, you know, even if a little bit gets in there, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's more than kissing. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, okay, that is fair, yeah. I'm thinking of it's trapped in that thong and then it just slaps and slides against her face. Yeah, the old slap slide. Who, who hasn't the done old, that? Yeah, the absolutely. old slap slide. Yeah. You know how women love a slap slide <laughs> of the dick against their face? It's definitely something you should be asking permission to do before it right. happens. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's true. And, and you do have to give your permission to go on stage if you get pulled on stage for stuff. And probably sign a release. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they, they aren't just like giving these slap slides out to anybody. Yeah, I'm going to start a male review club just called Slip and Slide. And it's just like <laughs> slip and slide. only that. I'm 100% pods of that exists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a straight lady. At no point, no matter how hot a gentleman is, have I ever been like, yeah, just slide your dick up my face. <laughs> I know it exists and it happens at strip clubs and I'm just like, no thanks. I know what Jake's doing tonight. <laughs> see if I can start a fire. <laughs> Talk about some friction. <laughs> it's like lighting a match. <laughs> just, just, uh! <laughs> oh man please don't slap your dick against my face it's oh. so weird whenever that happens in porn i'm just like why do they do that it's really weird when someone does it to you and you're just like oh <laughs> you're like i'm just trying to go to the bathroom in this public restroom and it's <laughs> the attendant just came in and it was <laughs> i didn't realize my stance was so wide oh. but this is also where we get their fake drag names where hers is unimaginative and stupid and it's just dolly tits with a Z mm -hmm. and he's at least Clitoria Labiana which is fun yes it's very fun so he tells her about the stripper convention and they have kind of this meet cute and she's like hey let's sail out to that island and he's like I know what happens on that island yeah I don't really want to hook up with you I'm kind of not 
in that life right now. There's a smell issue. Like <laughs> all I can offer you is a slap and slide. <laughs> <laughs> I will not ferry you to Wet Dick Island. <laughs> wet Dick Island. <laughs> if I ever had a private island, we're, we're totally naming it that. <laughs> no, your your island has to be Vitamin Water yeah. Island. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> I've got I've got a private island on Vitamin Water Bay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him and Fifty Cent or whoever started Vitamin Water. Or like it was Fifty Cent, and yeah. then he sold it to Glisso. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but didn't he make shitloads of money on it? Yeah, he did, and then he blew it all because he is he is like almost declared bankruptcy a bunch of times since. I mean, good for him, man. I'm with Todd. If you get super rich, <laughs> just spend it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Slap your dick on as many faces as money will buy you. <laughs> I mean, like you don't see Fifty Cent trying to go to Mars. He spent that shit. Yeah, he helped the economy. <laughs> He's not sitting on dollar bills. Yeah. He's not the 1%. He's like a man of the people. Yeah. Welcome to my TED Talk, Why 50 Cent is Better Than Elon Musk. (laughs) So she's like, well, fine. I'm not going through a guy phase anyway. So, and he's like, okay, cool. I'm going to head out then. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) I like how she she was like, in my mind, trying to like entice him that she was bi or whatever. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Good for you. I'm not going through a guy (laughs) phase either, but have a good night on Wet Dick Island or whatever. (laughs) Have fun with the ladies. Clearly this is going to be a wet pussy island for you tonight. Have fun with that. Also take a bath. Uh, How about just a wet everything (laughs) island for you? Like a bath (laughs) island. How about a soap and water (laughs) island for you? There you go. Are you talking about just underwater? (laughs) (laughs) It's just water. You just dive in. Yeah. So he wakes up the next morning in the truck. He gets up and talks to Matt Bomber. They kind of bury the hatchet. Yeah. Yes. Because plot is like, okay, we forgot. We we didn't need to start this conflict. Let's just end it now. Right. 52 minutes later. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This is where. We find out that Matt Bomber was in Tide commercials. Yes. And he's going to go back to acting. And I was like, good fucking luck. That's a terrible backup plan. Stripping is the backup plan. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? So as they're talking, Big Dick Richie and Tito come over and they have hooked up with some of the ladies that were on the beach. Well, Big Dick didn't. Big Dick didn't because it don't fit nowhere. His cock literally blocks him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he slap and slides somebody, they end up unconscious. Yeah, they get concussions. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't slap and slide from Big Dick Richie without a helmet. No, he's just out here giving CTE to strip club purveyors. (laughs) Yeah. Why did she murder those people? Well, she had so many concussions from being slapped in the head with a dick. So Tito hooked up with one of them and he has the phone number written on his cum gutters, which is like... he does. And she says something like, if it rubs off before you call me... wasn't meant to be or whatever yeah if you have a reason to call it before it fades then maybe it was meant to be but if not then no big deal how poetic how poetic (laughs) (laughs) and then they kind of like choose who gets to try and wake up tarzan to see if he's dead because apparently that's been a reality of their life traveling with tarzan Yes. Which he has a football. Just throw the football at him from like 20 feet away. He's got bad knees. He's not going to chase you. (laughs) (laughs) But I could throw a football over the mountains. (laughs) That is 100% what Tarzan would say. Yeah. In Florida where there are no mountains. I threw a football over mountains and desert storm. That's what he would say. Yeah. When I shot Ben Laden. What? <laughs> Tarzan was in SEAL Team 6. No, it was SEAL Team Dicks. It was a different <laughs> thing. Yeah. It was part of a male review. Yeah. Were they 
kill Osama bin Laden with a slap and slide? <laughs> well, when they found bin Laden's compound, he actually did have porn. Yeah, so like so much porn. I would sort of believe that he got out. Like that's how the SEAL Team Six got into the compound. So they get back on the on the truck. They're gonna restart the road trip for the day, and everyone takes molly yes well except for gabriel right because he's driving i think he also takes it really yeah i think that's why he nodded off i think everyone takes it oh man that sounds like a mistake to me (laughs) no really (laughs) (laughs) i mean i've never done molly but mistakes this movie (laughs) mikey you've done someone named molly right no i have not (laughs) okay i went on an awkward date on valentine's day two years ago with someone named molly it was a good date but as soon as we had chemistry and like it was going well and i was like oh my god this is a very big surprise i didn't think we would like get along like this we should go out again she was like no yeah but i would be slapping and sliding that's all i'm saying <laughs> that's, that's the new that's the new phrase for ghosting it's like you're gonna go out again no i just slapped and slid anyway so they all take molly and they're talking about their routine and <laughs> their original routine in the first movie the first one is soldiers and it's very similar to what they do in the end of this movie with them shirtless in the jeans yeah but it was just in fatigues okay and Matt Bomber is like, it kind of feels like we're warmongers. Yeah, yeah. Cockmongers, maybe. Warmongers, no. <laughs> Stolen valor. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry if, if you think the, the assless fatigue chaps are the thing that's like, you know, furthering unjust wars in the country. Symbol of oppression. Anyway, at this point, Channing Tatum is like, why don't we do something different? This is our last ride. Let's fucking do whatever we want. And they're all kind of nervous about it. No, they have a full blown argument. And you thought it was conflict being set up for the movie. But then it just fades to black and it says an hour later and everyone's on board. They blacked the whole conflict out. Before it blacks out, he and Big Dick Ritchie have a conversation about because Big Dick Ritchie's whole thing was the fireman routine. Right. And then it ends with him silhouetted and the pants come off and you see it like the silhouette of how big his hanging dick is. But what's really funny in the scene is he's like, have you ever wanted to be a fireman? He's like, no, I have a phobia. And he's like, you have a fire phobia. <laughs> and we reveal that Dallas picked all of their costumes and all the songs. So they're like, they never got to choose, essentially. Yeah. And then we cut to the 54 minutes later and he's fully rolling face. Yeah. And he describes what ends up being his routine at the end of the movie. Yeah. Where he's like, it's a real wedding, but it's a fantasy. And I do like everything with her. Like I've got a ring. It's so complex. They throw rice on us. Like literally every part of it. Yeah. And then Channing Tatum talks about how he came up with Pony, which we actually see in the first movie. Yeah. But I think they're putting this here for people who didn't see the first movie. Which I appreciate it because I didn't and won't see it. Yeah. Unless you make me. Nah. I mean, I won't. (laughs) Mikey might. No. But basically it's the girl he's kind of chasing the first movie has like another boyfriend or whatever in her orbit, if I remember correctly. And he ends up doing the dance as if like that's what he would have done to her. Right. And that's it like unlocks a new level of dance fame for him kind of in the first movie. Yeah. It's all about how you slip and slide. You know what I'm saying? When you slip and slide from the heart, like when you start at the sternum and then go all the way up the neck. (laughs) (laughs) past the temple. That's a deep teabag right there. That's deep. Slap and slap. They call that the deep tea. Yeah. That's the slime trail of feelings. 
<laughs> Why is it slimy? Yeah, what are you doing to your dick? Snail snail trail. I mean, is it pre-cum? Like what is happening, Mikey? I'm not going I'm not going to speak further on this subject. There's a lot of there's a lot of reasons this could happen. You're just going to have to find out, ladies. Yeah, like if you dipped your dick in a vitamin water beforehand, just Bit water on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> if you were eating some frozen yogurt without pants on. Oh, like... what if you just got out of the shower? There's also innocent <laughs> ways this could happen. But the shower was lube. Oh. You know? <laughs> Mikey's definitely going to slip and slide. He's going to hit it and then just slide on out of there. <laughs> he's he's going to hit it and concuss it. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so they stop at a gas station and <laughs> they're going to send Big Dick Richie in to just make this girl smile, to basically prove to him that he has the charisma as a male entertainer to freestyle it and make someone smile. And he has it within him to not have to be the fireman because he's not a fucking fireman. He's a male entertainer. He's afraid of fire. Yeah. Yeah. I hate fire. This movie is so dumb. Like big dick Richie has a self-esteem issue. I know, right? It's so crazy. <laughs> About his dancing. But listen, I fully believe that he could make Bobo Amy Schumer in this scene smile. Like I don't need to see him do it. I believe he can't. I want to see him do I it. I know, Paige. That's the whole reason we did this fucking shitbag turd of a no, movie. No, Mikey picked this. This, remember no, no he did not you set him up yeah i gave him three choices and he picked this one i well, will not he... be ga gaslighted on, this, <laughs> on his podcast <laughs> speaking of gaslighting that's gonna tie into my pick for next week oh, oh no God. <laughs> uh, so this is where we get one of my favorite scenes in the movie he walks in and he's like trying to get her attention and she is a retail worker and has had enough of it yes <laughs> and doesn't give a shit she has seen some shit and none of this is sounding off any radars. She's just like, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, Paige, he is essentially doing the sexiest vandalism she's ever seen. But it's <laughs> yeah. still like annoying as shit. She's going to have to clean up those Cheetos. He comes in and dumps shit everywhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, everywhere but in her. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, that's... <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, no, he's she's gonna have to sweep up those Cheetos later. Yeah. No, he's gonna have to do it because he made the mess. <laughs> I mean, in the rest of the world, that's how that would work, but not in a store. The funny yeah. thing is, when it like cuts to her and she's smiling, it's because he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'll I'll, I'll sweep it up," and then she starts yeah. smiling. We just don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, see yeah. him grab the it's broom. Like, Thank God. Yeah, 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 exactly. What he chooses to do in this scene of like ripping the cheetos and tossing them everywhere and then like rubbing a bottle of water on his nipple and then like covering himself that's all funny but the funniest part to me is every time it cuts to the window and the guys are cheering for him and like super excited to see him dancing in the store because they're all just rip shit on molly yeah my favorite shot of that is when he like walks to a different part of the store and they have to run to the other window <laughs> to the other and window. it shows them like running up and like looking in that actually made me laugh it was very funny i mm -hmm. love it yeah uh, so she does smile yeah. and he's like i can do this i'm a male entertainer my self-esteem is solved uh, i should have just Look down my pants, but you know, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> I did like how the song started with "I'm just a bachelor looking for some Cheetos and water to rub on my nips while I pour it all over the place." Yeah, uh, it is Backstreet Boys, which he could not properly identify earlier in the movie, which I thought was funny. I do think that like all those Orlando boy bands are like the same person put those groups together. 
Yeah. Yeah, he it, did. It's a Lou Pearlman joint who actually yeah. defrauded and stole shitloads of money from both of those groups and died in jail because of it. Uh, not only that, there were rumors of uh, sexual molestation. Yes. Yep. Lou Pearlman's a shitty dude. So they get back in the truck. They toss all the old costumes. So now they can't do their old right. routine. They throw them out the window, literally, like the phone. They throw them out the window. And now they're like, okay, we're going to do new stuff. And they decide to form a circle and they're just like, I love you guys so much because <laughs> they're on fucking Molly. Yeah, because they're on Molly. And I guess the driver is because he literally like reaches back and closes his eyes while driving. Yeah, this yeah, is actually a DUI. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> and my favorite is because they're all on Molly, they're all just like hugging and just like, I love you. I love you guys. I love you so much. And then the truck crashes into a tree. Yeah. <laughs> like I shouldn't get so much humor out of them rolling face but i do i find it funny thankfully no one gets hurt well he did get he had to he was hospitalized <laughs> yeah. for like four he, days he gets a concussion and he was in the hospital for 48 hours yeah he probably just fell against big dick richie's crotch don't worry about it <laughs> he got slip and slided that's what happens he got man. Slip yeah. And slided. yeah you gotta yeah. watch out for that concussion dick i feel like this is a glossed over version of the drug use in in the inter- male entertainment industry. I, I would say this movie has recreational drug use and the first one has habitual drug use. Well, if they're the same people, it's probably the same. I guess, but this movie doesn't display any habitual drug use, just recreational. Yeah. Because I feel like this movie didn't want to include the sad, sad parts. This was a scene that made me realize that in order to hear Mikey tell me that he loves me, I'm going to have to spike his drinks with Molly. Because <laughs> normally when I tell Mikey I love him, I, I just get like dead air back. Oh. What's up? <laughs> I was at a comedy store and there was a group in the front row that was on Molly and one of them had a fur vest on. Oh, I bet they were just touching that fur vest. Yeah. They yes. Were. And and uh, the guy behind him that was on Molly just like put his hands over the guy's shoulders and just like ran them down the fur vest in the middle of the show. And it was just like. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I just remember I opened I opened the set with y'all like drugs, and he was like, "Yes, drugs!" And then they dragged him out, out of the show. That's amazing uh, because they were like, "You've been petting that fur vest too much." Yeah, it was great. Okay, so they get to the hospital. He's gonna be okay, but he's got a dick concussion, and so <laughs> they're going to have to a keep him there for observation to make sure that he doesn't kill anyone because of cte uh (laughs) but then also it's gonna take a couple days for them to fix the truck so they're kind of stranded but they're near savannah yeah but while they're all kind of talking about what they're gonna do this is when channing tatum reveals that he and the girl from the first movie didn't work out and that he proposed and she said no and they broke up yeah and he then at this point is like look My job is rough, but I work every day to make it happen because it's what I want to do. Yeah. And so if we want to do this, if we want to have this last hurrah, we can't give up now. We've got to basically keep going. So I've got a crazy idea for this person that I knew back in the day, but it's worth a try, essentially. Let's go to Savannah and see if we can get this person to help us. If you could have one person slap you in the face with their dick, who would it be? Alive or dead? Alive or dead, yeah. Rasputin. Oh, yeah, good choice. Yeah, yes. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Definite concussion, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, you're not going to wake up for that one for days. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Mikey? Oh, boy. Uh, 
A micro penis? Let, let me put it this way. How about just a genital slap in general? Whose genitals would you like to be slapped in the face with? General genital slap. General genital slap. Genital cell. <laughs> <laughs> this is deep friend delicious. I didn't even have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that crab rangoons or just something smell fishy? Oh, I think Cleopatra. I mean, yeah. Okay. You know I'm going to have a guy to think for single moms. Jake. Susan B. Anthony. Hell Susan yeah. Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> Them some historical gems. No, Frida Kahlo. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. It'd be weird. Yeah. There'd be like a heart coming out of it. and <laughs> It'd be a metaphor for infertility. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So wait, you have to answer, Paige. Oh, okay. Trying to get out of this without some CTE. Come on. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Hell yes. I bet he slung. I bet he was slinging Lincoln logs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he was like a big, tall, lanky dude. I'm just curious. Like, yeah. you know, anyway. So they decide that they're going to go after this MC in Savannah. They show up to the club, Domina, and they get stopped at the door. They ask if they can give her, Rome, their name and see if she'll let them in. And she does. Yeah. And she basically has Channing Tatum come up to talk to her. And it's Jaded Pinkett Smith, who looks amazing. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, this movie, more than I think any other movie she's ever been in, showcases how small she is. Well, yeah, because she's standing next to like burly husky dudes. Giant dudes. Yeah. yeah. She's next to Joe Manganiello, who's like 6'5", and she's like my five foot two ass. Just... Yeah, she's smaller than just his dick. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it's Katie Pinkett Smith, and we find out that before Mike danced for Dallas, he used to dance for Jada's character, Rome. Yeah. And now she has kind of built up into this like stripper empire that seems to have much better working conditions than Dallas's group did. And so he kind of chickens out. He doesn't ask her to be their MC. He just says that he's there to see her. And she's like, well, let me show you what we do here. Basically, this is a subscription based club. Let me walk you through it. And we get basically a walking tour of this stripper mansion. Yes. And the first one we see is Mr. Augustus, played by Michael Strahan. Yes, I wondered who that was. And then I saw his teeth and I was like, Strahan's in this? What the fuck? Yeah, Strahan's in this. And he was like on all the morning talk shows talking about it at the time. He yeah. was like, yeah, I had to like learn to dance and everything. And you're like, you don't dance in this. Honestly, he didn't. <laughs> One of his stripper moves is straight up just jumping over jumping a lady over. on the table. And I'm like, that's not a dance. That's like something no. you did in football. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. His gold shorts are... To die for. He was great. I, I really love seeing him in this movie. I was like, oh, no shit. That's hilarious. To be honest, for me, and, and I think this is like when I think about and remember this movie, my memory of this movie starts at like the convenience store with the Cheetos and water. Okay. Like, I forget that there's 40 minutes before that in this movie. Yeah. Because for me, this movie is that and then this. Like, that's what I remember of the movie yeah. is like that once because once you hit this point in the movie it's basically all dance and sex until the movie is over where it suddenly gets fun because we've stopped pretending that there's a plot again that's a very loose definition of the word fun i do think it's funny though that you <laughs> thought it was a romantic comedy because the first time and probably only time you watched it before now you were clearly drunk very yeah 
Um, I definitely have watched it since, but yeah. <laughs> You've watched certain sections of it over and over, for Probably. sure. Yeah. yeah, of course. Uh, so after after Strahan leaves, uh, he, he walks it off into the end zone. Then Twitch, who was like, at the time, a dancer on Ellen's show. I'm not sure what he does now. Um, but he comes in and he's basically the Magic Mike analog for this club. Yeah. Where he's got a very similar style to Magic Mike and he's doing kind of a similar routine. But he is an amazing dancer. Yeah. Like that dude can dance. So we then go into another room where they're going to have kind of a different kind of show. And they have Donald Glover there to then sing to a girl that they have picked out of the crowd. Yeah, he Wayne Brady's her from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And I honestly yeah. loved it. I was like, I love, love it. Childish Gambino. I think he's fucking great. Uh, and yep. he's clearly very charismatic and very funny. He's very talented. Donald Glover is. But it was great. I like like yeah. this part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll be honest with you. But if they had made this movie like three years later... I feel like he could have danced and done almost as well as most of the dudes in this movie. I think well, it's not better. Yeah, I was going to say he can yeah. clearly also dance because I've seen some of those yeah. music videos. So I very clearly think he could have if they asked him yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so his whole thing is like Wayne Bradying a song for a girl and it, it slaps. It's super fun. I will say, and this movie does it a couple times, being sung to, for me, is one of the most uncomfortable feelings ever. Yeah. What are you supposed to do while it's happening? You watch. I am fully attracted to somebody singing well on stage. Like what Matt Bomber does at the end, I'm like, oh, I am here for that. Yeah. I am not here for when he sings heaven to that one lady on the couch or I'm just like, Please stop. Please stop singing directly into my face. Yeah. It's like having the entire restaurant watch while you're having happy birthday sing I sung to you. I hate like that so that. much. It is a personal pet peeve. I hate when people sing happy birthday in restaurants because I'm like, I'm over here with like an empty glass of Diet Coke and you're over there singing to people. Like I need Diet Coke. Stop singing happy <laughs> birthday to people you don't care about. Bring me the Diet Coke. Yeah. What are you doing? Anyway, so after he sings a song, they're all kind of hanging and chatting with their counterparts. So like Big Dick Richie and Michael Strahan are hanging out. Right. Andre and Matt Bomber are hanging out. And then Magic Mike is talking to Rome, but he and Malik end up kind of becoming the, the counterpart. Yeah. Magic Mike is talking to Rome because he wants Rome to come to the convention right. to be their MC. Because right. uh, I almost said Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be a very different movie. <laughs> I can be your stripper, baby. <laughs> Balamos. <laughs> Let the digging take you over. Balamos. Anyway. But uh, he's just trying to get Rome to go. Yeah. Yeah. He finally reveals they're going to the convention. And she's just like, what do I need with that fucking convention? And he's like, you don't. Sorry. It was good to see you. So he he doesn't even really officially ask her. Yeah. So he, he basically tells her that he wants to bury the hatchet. And she's like, oh, do you? Let's see what you got. Uh, and so she does this whole like, everyone gather. Because we have to see what white chocolate's gonna do. <laughs> I, I, I hate this movie so much. <laughs> oh God! When when she's like a man I knew as white chocolate, I <laughs> lose my mind laughing every time. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I just wanted to black dynamite knockoff of him as white chocolate. Yeah. Oh, here's what I want. I want an, a second black dynamite movie. 
where white chocolate is the villain. <laughs> it's his sidekick. Oh, no. Or, or the, yeah. Well, no, because he's got cream corn who's running things. Yeah. I love Black Dynamite. <laughs> anyway, so white chocolate. And he's like, no, I'm not gonna. And she's like, well, fine, Malik, let's do this. So Malik, like, backbends this girl over his dick. And yeah. then Magic Mike jumps over them. Yeah. And then does a whole routine where at one point he takes two girls out of chairs, has them stand and bend over, and then he puts his hands on their asses and then like pommel horses up yeah. between them. Like it's very impressive and wild at the same time and everyone is gonna get a yeast infection. Yep. And also <laughs> that one girl that he and Malik throw around a little bit from the chair, the, the small girl, like they're bending her legs in directions that I'm like, you're going to fracture her spine. <laughs> yeah. Like, be careful with her. Paige, do you have the fun fact about that she never walked again after filming that scene? <laughs> no. Spent six weeks in traction. and yeah. uh, No, but one of my favorite moves is he picks her up, so she's upside down, and then he flips her right side up into the chair, and as he does, he handstands into the chair and then is just like slap and sliding all over that against face. her yeah. face. <laughs> yeah, just like like he's like belly dancing against her nose upside down. Yeah. So basically, he proves that white chocolate still has it. I guess. Yeah, whatever. I whatever. whatever. Yeah. This is the yada yada part. I really stopped paying attention during this whole Savannah part. <laughs> Mikey, this whole movie is yada yada. Like there's nothing in this movie yeah. that's worth watching. I had a lot of trouble watching this last night. I waited till too late. I started at ten o'clock and I was yeah, like Yeah, you can't start this too late. I mean I was that's... like, Oh my god, this is hard to pay attention to. <laughs> it is. Why are they on the road? Like if you're not sexually attracted to the men in this movie, this movie is not worth watching. Because it's not really a movie i don't know jake are you sexually attracted to the men in this film we had fun yeah well, you had fun making fun of it i didn't have someone there to yeah. make fun of it with me no i sat there alone in my living room like hoping my neighbors could not figure out what i was doing <laughs> yeah you, de you definitely shouldn't watch it alone this is definitely you have to watch it with a friend to make fun of it right you have to so they leave and andre basically drives them to charleston which is the home of the girl who wrote her phone number on Tito's cum gutters. Yes. And they pull up to this mansion. Yeah. It's like a swamp mansion, like a plantation house. Yeah. And so on the drive, we get a little more information about Andre and him trying to make the music thing happen. Yeah. It's him and Matt Bomber talking. Yeah. Matt Bomber worked for Disney. Conveniently still leaves out the whole dealing cocaine part. Well, yeah. You don't openly <laughs> bring up the felonies you have, Paige. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So they kind of bond over that and they pull up to the house and they walk inside and there's like nobody there. They just walk into this house. So I don't know how in the South you just walk into a house unannounced. Don't get shot. I feel like that doesn't happen. Like usually you would never do that. Yeah. I mean, no. anywhere. I wouldn't do that anywhere in the U.S. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't even like driving up to people's property when I was in Texas. Like that was just like, okay, we're going like on their, in their driveway. And that's kind of terrifying. Like yeah. going all the way into their house. It's like a one way street and you have to turn around and you're like, Oh, yeah. I got to find a house that probably doesn't have a gun to do this. And there's like 10 dogs barking at you. And you're like, what is this? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
They walk in, though, and they are immediately greeted by a stable of middle-aged women who are like 15 bottles of wine deep. Oh, yeah. And they are cougaring it up. Yeah. I have a thing for Annie McDowell anyway. Oh, she's beautiful. Yeah. But I also love that this movie is like, oh, we we already did girls of any number of sizes, shapes, colors, and everything, but now... Also old ladies. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter how old or size or anything that you are as a, a straight lady watching this movie. We got you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did think that was cool. Yeah, I, I really like it about this movie. But we find figure out that they had met the daughters at the beach. And the, these are their mothers. Yeah. Um, but most of them are divorced or widowed. And they're kind of celebrating Annie McDowell's divorce. Yeah. And we do find out that they are divorced because her husband has come out of the closet. Yes. That's her version of it. We don't fully get any other info. And we don't get his side of the story, but he's not in the scene, so who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, who gives yeah, a fuck? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's all made up. She should have invited him. I bet he would have had fun. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but this is where they go around the room introducing people, and we reveal that they don't know Tarzan's name. Yes. <laughs> like, they've been his <laughs> friends for years, and they don't know his name, and he has to be like, it's Ernest. And they're like, okay, Ernest. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess. Yeah, his movie's going to be so great. <laughs> Not dark at all. Not dark at all. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Oh, man. And they reveal that they are strippers. And the younger girls come in and it basically becomes this like fun lady story cougar male stripper wine party. Right. And they need more wine. So Channing Tatum and the photographer girl who was also there because she was friends with the girl that hooked up with Tito go to get more wine. And we reveal that her whole New York thing didn't work out because she was supposed to go to New York to be a photographer and clearly she has not. Although it's only like two days later. So I'm just like, calm down, Channing Tatum. <laughs> like, give her time to achieve her dreams. <laughs> anyway, so she ends up in the kitchen eating a whole red velvet cake by herself. You know, like you do. Like you do. And he is bringing wine for all of his friends to entertain the cougars, mm -hmm. telling their tales of their ex-husbands. And this is where Andy McDowell is like, yeah, he was the only dude I ever slept with. We met when I was 17. So I told my daughters, sow your wild oats. And you're like, we're cutting you off, Andy McDowell. <laughs> <laughs> You've had enough wine tonight. But no. And th this is where Tarzan is like, on the flip side, I've had more women than I would could ever have dreamed of and yet i don't have love and they're like that's sad let's not talk about that anymore <laughs> let's just let matt bomber sing to this other lady yeah let's just let let matt bomber sing heaven to this other lady and make us all feel awkward about it yeah yeah not just sing like just pick her up and throw her on your lap and grind into her while you sing is very crazy. He's a stripper, yeah. man. He doesn't know any other way. He's a stripper. That's his way. Yeah. He didn't have cocaine. He has to make do with what he got. And what he got is a slap and slip. <laughs> slip and slap? Slip Whatever. and slap. But I also <laughs> like slap, slap and, and slip. That's great. She's not a bad looking <laughs> mom either, though. No, they're all good looking moms. And I love that this movie at no point makes any comments on women or their appearance other than to say they are all beautiful and worthy of love. Well, I would also counter that and say that this movie does not make comments. You're right, Mikey. Absolutely. <laughs> Period. I mean, kind of. <laughs> they talk about women amongst themselves quite a bit in this movie, just 
as they're going from place to place. And there's never a value or judgment placed on women as much as there is, I cannot connect or I have just not found the right person as opposed to shaming women in any way. They clearly know their audience. Yeah. But I I feel like more movies could do with just taking that women are all different as a given and not commenting on it. Like, I think that's a little revolutionary. Most films don't do that. You heard it here first. Magic Mike XXL is a revolutionary I film. I cannot Fuck get you. back behind this. I can't. Yeah. All I'm saying is we have watched a, a ton of movies written by women for women that have not held up that standard. So like... Yeah, sure. You know, I'm kind of here for it in this movie. I would say that the less dialogue there is, the less chances <laughs> they are to offend someone. Yeah, I can agree with that. That's that's true. But every piece of dialogue they have is not discriminatory or predatory or mean. Like they barely have a subject and a verb. <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith talks to and about women exclusively in this movie. A lot. They talk amongst each other about the relationships they've had with women and are still never derogatory, even when they are talking about relationships that didn't work out. I'll give you that. So they're they're hanging with the cougars and they're basically just like, you are all worthy of love. Like that is the theme of this scene. Yeah. But it is pretty cringe and awkward because yeah. it's they're very handsy. Yeah. And Annie McDowell beckons over Big Dick Richie and is like, I hate to be rude. And he's like, you want to pop the hood? <laughs> and she either unzips or rips his T-shirt. She unzips his vest. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's got like a, a vest on. She unzips it. Yeah. And at this point, Channing Tatum is like, shit's about to pop off and goes into the kitchen to talk to the photographer. And this is where he finds out what happened in New York is that a guy basically promised her a job. Yeah. Another like established photographer. Yeah. And then it turned out that he was just kind of into her and was trying to kind of parlay it into a sexual situation. Yeah. And Channing Tatum is like, well, then, hey, maybe if you're figuring your life out, you know, have some fun with your friends. Come to Myrtle Beach. Let me slap my dick on your forehead yeah. because I can guarantee it'll make you smile. Yeah, let me slap and slide. <laughs> yeah, slap and slide. And if it doesn't make you smile, there's 3,000 women there because you're not in a boy face, as I recall. <laughs> and she's like, I don't I'll think about it. And this is also where we reveal that he doesn't like cake. He likes cookies instead. This is just to set up the song he strips to later. Like, it's so dumb. And I will talk about that song a little bit at the end oh, because wow. it is a banger, but also super problematic. <laughs> we'll talk okay. about Okay. All right. Anyway, so the next morning they wake up. And they're kind of all having breakfast and Big Dick Richie comes in with glasses, which is a good look for him. And we reveal that he slept with Annie McDowell and she was his glass slipper. Basically, like she was able to sleep with his giant, ridiculous dick. Yeah. And so she gives him a car. She doesn't give it to him. She loans them a convertible Bentley for the weekend. And he even says on the way to it, like she said, I could return it in any condition. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you say that? Well, because it was the ex's car. I think she's hoping he ruins it, but like. Oh, uh, he ruined it the night before, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> My headcanon for what happens to him after this movie, because obviously condiments are not going to get off the ground. No, really. 
he just becomes her sex slave. Yeah. He absolutely yeah. marries her. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. No. My favorite is when he's telling them about it and they're like, that wonderful, nice lady. <laughs> like <laughs> That's how they refer to her. Like they didn't learn her name. They're just like, that wonderful lady. But I mean, she clearly got CTE the night before because she's letting them use the Bentley. <laughs> like, And she booked their hotel rooms yeah. and the conference room for them when they arrived. And they're like, what is up, Miss Davidson? And then somebody just says, I know what was up, Miss Davidson. <laughs> so they arrive at the hotel in Myrtle Beach and Rome, Malik, and Andre are there because Rome is like, I'm here to bail you out. Yeah. So they have that restaurant space slash conference space. And one of my fa favorite dumb things about this movie is that it shows them all just like sitting and drawing their plans for a new routine. Yeah, it's like drag race in the workroom before they go on stage. Yeah. <laughs> But they're all massive dudes at tiny tables trying to like draw. I and can't it just... shake my head loud enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That's hilarious. Yeah. No, Mikey, you're right. Oh, also, the idea that they could plan all of this in a single day. Impossible. It's like... actually very possible because none of them dance. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, like the light and the sets and the costumes. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So we see kind of a montage of them all working on their various routines. Where yeah. We've got Andre and Ken are recording music. Tito is just buying candy. <laughs> And like, I don't know why they spend any time on Tito's routine because it's the most nonsense of all of them. Tito's is my favorite. And we will talk about why when we get to it. Okay, sure. So <laughs> <laughs> Richie's at the hardware store because he's assembling what essentially is a cage for a sex swing. We just don't know that. Oh, yet. wait, that one's my favorite. Is that yeah. not Tito? No, that's Big Dick Richie. Tito's the candy one. I thought Big Dick Richie was the wedding thing. Yeah, that has the sex yeah. swing at the end oh, of it. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my that's favorite right. one. Yeah. And then we have Tarzan working with glitter. <laughs> Which is more of a magic trick because he gets that painting to look just like her. Yeah. For a second, I was going to say, I don't know how they did that. I'm like, Paige, they didn't. It's a movie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, Paige. It is yeah. definitely a movie. <laughs> because he's a magician. No wonder you like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we also see Mike and Malik rehearsing their mirror dance, which is by far the coolest routine. Yeah, it's awesome. In the whole movie. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I hated this movie, but that dance routine is awesome. It's awesome. So we cut to they're going to sleep and he and Tito are talking about his fucking yogurt shit. I'm like, why do we spend so much time on that in this movie? I love how Paige's problem in this movie is the movie part of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are we dealing with their inner thoughts and needs get your She's ass like, on stage and take your fucking clothes off and slap and slide me it's just the dumbest subplot and like it pays off zero yeah but this whole movie is just fucking dumb subplot that's true there is no a plot in this movie it's just three b plots that no one cares about that's true <laughs> well no i'd say it's three b plots and we care about one of them <laughs> Speak for yourself. And don't care about the <laughs> other two. <laughs> anyway, so he offers to go over like business stuff with Tito after like on their way back. Sure. So they drive up to the Myrtle Beach Convention Center where it just says stripper convention <laughs> on 
on the the marquee, the, like marquee. Yeah, and it's July Fourth weekend, which and I, it's July Fourth weekend. But I just thought it was funny that they didn't name it anything. <laughs> like they they have no name for the stripper convention. No, of course not. This movie is so dumb. So they get to registration, and they had not signed up to be at that convention. So how they end up getting on stage later? Anyone's guess. Oh no, we know how. Rome sweet talks Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, they they actually they kissed and it got cut out of the movie. Oh wow. I don't know why. That is like unfortunate. That in. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, and I'm like, they all but kiss in this scene. So like yeah. I do like that she calls Big Dick Richie Big Dumb Rick, and he's like, It's Dick. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they get the 1020 money spot that I guess previously belonged to bumper grinders. <laughs> Which is a hilariously bad stripper name. Yeah. We get a montage of them like setting up everything. And then we go backstage where we get to see all of the other stripper teams. And so you've got your cowboy ones, which is a very common one. Yeah, you have like a bunch of cliche. So it's like cowboy, firefighter, police officer sort of bullshit. Bikers, mariachis, which is a bunch of white mariachis, which is very funny to me. And then a a bunch of dudes from like 300. And then a guy who's still trying to pull off the Matrix. Yes. I did like where he like does his little like Neo thing and then waves to come closer like he's fighting Orpheus. I love that. Yeah. Yep. So they're all kind of getting ready. And this is where we get Channing Tatum's conversation with Tarzan where he's like, how are your knees? And he's like, bad i haven't felt this nervous since desert storm and he's like what how did i know <laughs> like we've never <laughs> talked apparently <laughs> then we cut to joe manganello is watching the team that's currently on stage yeah and it is a twilight themed strip thing where they're not really dancing it's like a weird sketch comedy troupe. it's terrible but yeah it's terrible and and it's purposefully so but he like walks out the guy who's supposed to be jacob in the twilight trifecta steps out and goes i fucked bella (laughs) and just like rips his tank top off and gyrates and we just hear this like scream of all the women in the audience very funny because it's terrible and then he (laughs) just goes fucking vampire shit (laughs) while he was currently on true blood very funny um but he does it this is my favorite. He he comes off stage and then he turns to a guy dressed in his firefighter costume from the first movie. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, fucking vampire bullshit. And then just keeps walking. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they are like hyping each other up because it doesn't matter if they do good or do bad. They're in it together. Male entertainers. And they do the little like in a circle, whatever. So we cut to Elizabeth Banks introduces them as Rez erection <laughs> <laughs> i have such a thing for elizabeth banks too she wore that dress real good she did that's a great dress on her so they do this like stand pose in jeans and shirtless but it's to a techno remix of duel of the fates yes i recognized it too and i looked over at natalie and i was like why are they dancing to duel of the fates yeah so crazy yeah so funny And the photographer girls in the front row. Right. And at this point, for the next 20 minutes, this just becomes a dance stravaganza, which includes very little dancing. Right. So, like, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith introduces all of the acts. So she introduces the first one, and it's Tarzan. (laughs) And he's just in tiny shorty shorts, and he's, like, pretending to paint. Now, what I will say is he definitely tries to sell it, 
Oh, yeah. He's giving it everything he's got. Yeah. He is serving full tilapia and like. <laughs> oh, boy. He's like painting her and he throws the glitter on it. And it's like a painting of the lady that was on stage. Right. Thankfully, it's only about a minute long. <laughs> then he flexes like a wrestler. And that was my he favorite part. He flexes like yeah. a wrestler. And for a 60-year-old dude, he's in great shape. I'll say that. He's in amazing yeah. shape for a 60-year-old dude. Yeah. I mean, his knees suck, but his, he's in good shape. <laughs> But hey, Desert Storm, what are you going to do? <laughs> hey, my knees suck. Let's look like, let's like, you know, it happens. And you didn't even go to Desert Storm. What's your excuse? I was in World War II. That's about as much sense as this movie makes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we cut to Tito's where it's Candy Shop, which is a fucking banger. Like, such a good song. Yeah. But then he pours chocolate syrup all over these kind ladies and licks it off and then sprays them with whipped cream. And I'm just like. I would be mad. I also would be mad. You yeah. say sprays, but he fully like orgasms whipped cream all over them. Like it's not just he like sprays it. Yeah. yeah oh no. For He's like, uh. Paige, I thought the whole point of going to a mail review was to be sticky for the rest of the day. No, we don't get sticky. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. It's the opposite of that. Yeah. Anyway. So, and, and he like kind of lays across their laps and has like a lollycock. And he's like, ha, 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 candy. And you're just like, fucking. <laughs> you're the one who loves this movie, Paige. <laughs> I, I do just his whole subplot. Every time I watch it, I'm like, why is this here? Yeah. Anyway. So then we cut to Matt Bomber, who basically sings a D'Angelo song while stripping. And I am fucking here for it. Yeah. Like, it's great. Because A, he does a great job. But also B, it's like understated and hot. Yes. Yeah. A plus. And then we move on to, aside from the mirror routine, the best routine of this cluster, which is Big Dick Richie. This one's my favorite by far. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. A, because you've got Donald Glover singing, I want to marry you. Yeah. And he shows up in a suit looking amazing. He kind of like picks a girl out of the audience, gives her a ring, walks her through, put a veil on her, throw rice. It's this whole like wedding fantasy it's very fun yeah and then it immediately changes to nine inch nails and he puts her into a sex swing and it completely changes yeah my favorite part is when he sorry this is not my favorite part i love when he like rips his clothes off and he's got yes. like i don't know it's not a g-string it's like like small little shorts or whatever he's got like little booty shorts yeah yeah, yeah. and then knee pads and knee then <laughs> never goes down to his knees for anything why are you wearing I knee that pads this time. it's so weird i mean he is doing like cool shit like he's hanging on the sex swing like whatever and it's yeah. like very sexualized or whatever that's fine i just didn't get it did he skateboard here like why is he no, I, I think he was in desert storm before this. <laughs> maybe but i love my favorite part of his routine is that at the end of it he leaves her in the sex swing and then we see her the rest of the show still in that <laughs> stupid <laughs> sex swing like they even cut away to her her, and she's yeah, still in the sex swing. <laughs> he, and it's he's just bonkers. like sitting there chilling. Yeah. Like he's just relaxing on stage and she's still in the and sex And her swing. arms are fully bound, legs up in stirrups like she's about to give birth. Like it is 100%. <laughs> She is trapped there and they yes. leave her in it the rest of the show. And I would trade places with her in a second. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it was very funny. But now we get to Mike and Malik's mirror dance. This yes. is like, this is the show. This is what we bought the ticket for uh -huh. admission for is this. Because the dancing in this is 
fucking amazing. It is pretty awesome. Yeah. And essentially what they do is they have like a frame in the center of the stage and they have chairs on either side and Mike and Malik do the same routine mirroring each other. Yeah. And then switch sides occasionally through it. And it starts off with some kind of slower songs, but then it cuts to Cookies by R. Kelly because this movie predates the R. Kelly trial or the second one, not the first one. <laughs> and the I almost guarantee you the only reason they picked this song is because the chorus is mm, like an Oreo. I love to lick the middle like an Oreo. Turn up Oreo. And he talked about liking Oreos instead of red velvet. Right. But this is where we definitely see him accidentally slap his dick against Amber Heard's forehead. Yeah, I don't think it was an accident. <laughs> she does look like she's having a good time in this scene. Yeah. Naturally. It does not look like she's acting. Paige, do you have the fun fact where she like was actually just telling him to like get a little bit closer? Get a little bit closer. Get a little bit. That's <laughs> little perfect. Bit perfect. Yeah. It's up your nose right now. That's where I want it. <laughs> That's how I like the slap and slip. Yeah, but so they, <laughs> they they dance through. They pull the pants down to reveal the thongs. Everyone dances to All I Do Is Win. For, for, for no reason, because it's not a contest, which is why I got confused. Nobody wins anything. Because I was like, did they win the, 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 the contest? Is it a There's contest? There's no contest. It would have been better if it was like a bring it on style co stripping contest. Ooh. Maybe that's what we'll get in Magic Mike, the last dance or whatever the fuck that they're going to call it for yeah. sure. A plot. <laughs> Because then they change the routines, you know? Why would they have a plot, Mikey? <laughs> Don't be an idiot. You know what? You're right. Yeah. So then, <laughs> then, then they're just walking down the street, and they're not even holding hands, and there's no romance, no. and then the movie ends. Yeah. And for some reason, in my mind, I remembered them like kissing and holding hands after, and that does not happen. No, we literally watch the guys watch fireworks, and yeah. that's it. And eat froyo. Oh my god! For free again. Yeah. Their business model. It's called Frio. And, uh, and that's, and that's, that's the, movie. the movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about Magic Mike XXL? I Ugh. still love it. I don't give a shit. It's the worst movie we've done on the it, podcast. By far, Mikey. <laughs> by far, yes. I'm, I'm trying to think back just to... because. You might not be wrong, but I'm just making sure. We have like 80 movies, and this doesn't even qual qualify as a movie in my mind. <laughs> I understand that Paige loves it, and I yes. understand why she loves it. <laughs> it's just a slideshow of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. I just don't think it's a good movie. Right. Yeah, like the more that you put it in that context, it's like it feels like uh, his sizzle reel. It feels like Channing Tatum's sizzle reel of yes. dance moves. Yeah, so absolutely. It's still entertaining on some levels, but yeah, like yeah. it definitely falls apart. It doesn't hold up. No. You know, it didn't hold up in the beginning, but after multiple viewings, it's kind of... You can see the wrinkles and, and you know, I'm it's here. throwing glitter on a canvas. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for, let's call it a 20 minute version of this movie. <laughs> yeah. If you just want to watch the end sequence of this over and over, yeah. I get it. But it's like that by itself is better than the whole movie. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah. yeah like, I'm, I'm not going to fight with you on that. It all builds to the last 20 minutes. I see. It was a big thing. It's yeah. fine. But there's just no, there's no one kisses in the whole movie. There was one kiss in this movie between Elizabeth Banks and Jada Pinkett Smith and they cut it out. <laughs> and they cut that it was out. Actually, uh, the romance I was referring to was Big Dick Richie and Andy McDowell. That's true. <laughs> there's, there's more kissing in Hallmark movies than this movie. Yeah. But is there as many dick slaps? 
Like, I think what we really need to do is up the dick slap quotient in Hallmark movies. Honestly, <laughs> hardcore agree. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they're together? Because no, because they never were together and they barely talked. I thought you meant like the troop. <laughs> oh, uh, I think the troop stayed friends. But here's what I will say. What do you think everyone ended up doing? Coke. After? Drugs. <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay. I think Mike goes back to his furniture business. Yeah. I mean, he didn't quit. Yeah. I think BDR becomes a, a kept man with Andy McDowell. Absolutely. He marries Jeff Bezos' wife or whatever she is. Yeah. Whatever she is. Yeah. Um, I think Matt Bomber tries to go back into acting and does end up on drugs. Yeah. And then I think they try to get the Froyo truck off the ground and maybe they do, but it's about as successful as a food truck could get. Or maybe they end up on the Food Network food truck race. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, Tarzan passes away from a heart attack from a lot of hard living. Yeah. But he was in Desert Storm. He's a hero. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? Yes. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Dick, Dick slap, slap fun, fun facts. facts. I fucking knew you were going to say that. So, while this movie was in development, Matthew McConaughey was actually in talks to reprise his character. So, the story of this movie was about to be very different. But he demanded such a high pay rate that they couldn't afford him. Nice. And so, they had to rewrite the movie and write him out of it. Okay. The Alex Pettifer, who played the kid in the first movie didn't return and was not even offered another role in this movie in part because he and Channing Tatum did not get along and fans did not like him in the first movie. Okay. Yeah. Amber Heard was originally, that role was originally offered to Margot Robbie, but she was unable to do it due to scheduling conflicts. Really? This, I'm sure Amber Heard took like two days to shoot all of her scenes. She's in it for like 30 seconds. Maybe that was Margot Robbie's way of being like, yeah, I can't do it. <coughs> Scheduling conflicts. I'm busy. That's two to three years. Yeah. Steven Soderbergh actually is the cinematographer on this film. He just did not direct it. Um, so he did both this one and the first one. Uh, so Jada Pinkett Smith's role was originally written for Jamie Foxx. Um, but Channing Tatum thought it would actually fit better to have a woman in the role. Cool. And so he offered it to Jada Pinkett Smith specifically. He chose her to do that role. Nice. So Stephen Boss, uh, who is uh, Twitch's real name, is Stephen Boss. Ah, okay. Uh, he plays Malik. So when he was prepping for this movie, the Ellen DeGeneres show had him waxed on camera oh. as like a bit this movie was sent to theaters for secret midnight showings under the code name Glitter Man. Oh, so it was all about Tarzan. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cody Horn was the name of the actress that was the love interest in the first movie. And her role as Brooke was not reprised. She wasn't even really necessarily offered it. And she was largely written out of the script because by and large in market research, she was not well received and she was disliked by most of the viewers of the first movie. Oof. Okay. And here's the thing. She's, she is perfectly fine in it as an actress. I think the character is not well received. Fair enough. So seen on the walls of Rome's mansion, Domina, are five different paintings called The Course of Empire. They're by an artist named Thomas Cole, and they show the rise and fall of ancient Rome. Okay. Also, a former bodybuilder and actor, Christian Boving, was supposed to appear in this film, but his scenes are edited out in post-production. Oh, what? Yeah, I think he was one of the guys at Domina. Okay. Because I don't see how you could edit out somebody yeah. else, or he's edited out of the final, like, maybe he's one of the other shows at the end and they cut him out. Yeah. 
so the road trip that they're on, if you watch the actual roads and plot the courses of the places they're going, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so they like okay. they they drive something like 50 miles out of the way to achieve one of the scenes. <laughs> Imagine that. If this movie it. doesn't make sense if you think about it. Wow. <laughs> what a shocker. Uh, so in a 2021 interview, Alex Pettifer, who has not gone on to do much since, denies that he was dismissed because of drama with Channing Tatum. Uh, he says that his character was dropped for storytelling purposes. And he says that potentially he could end up in the next one. But who knows? So wait, there is going to be another one? Yeah, there was another one announced a while oh back. And it's Soderbergh ag- again okay. doing it. This is just blowing my mind. Because to me, the first one was like a male version of his other film, The Girlfriend Experience, about like sex workers. It was like kind of dark and like, here's some good things and bad things about it. It's like if he made a sequel to that film, like just like glorifying everything. Of, like it's all hunky-dory. It's so weird. But I guess it did make a shit ton of money compared to the girlfriend experience. Yeah. You know, for a dark male stripper movie. And then like he's like, fuck it, let's just make a sequel about guys dancing. I Soderbergh's mean, gotta eat, baby. <laughs> yeah, Soderbergh's gotta eat. I think maybe just because I know people who are strippers that I'm like, it's not always dark. It really does depend on your experience. No, but he's a very dark director yeah no for sure i think for him it's a paycheck it's odd yeah well yeah it's, it's odd for me yeah. that he would make a dark male version of like a this the girlfriend experience because it's kind right. of a similar tone and like style yeah 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 and then like just be like you know what sell this shit out yeah well <laughs> I think and, and here's what's extra weird he doesn't direct it he's just the cinematographer so somebody else directs he like written he like wrote the first one i'm, I'm sure he like owns all the stuff and produces it he, right he wrote the first one but channing tatum helps write this one and then a completely different writer finishes this one well yeah because he's like i just want the money i don't care yeah yeah i guess but yeah those are your fun facts well thank you for those fun facts let's talk a little box office so what do you think the budget for magic mike xxl was 15 million all right Paige. what do you think uh yeah 15 million i'm gonna say 20 million. okay so the budget for this movie was 14.5 million dollars okay yeah so it came out july 3rd 2015 which i think it's funny that it came out july 4th weekend and they went to the stripper con july 4th weekend anyway Mm -hmm. and it was fourth in the box office that week number one was inside out number two was jurassic world number three was terminator genesis i know it's genesis but they spelled it like idiots so i'm gonna say it like it looks i definitely saw terminator genesis this weekend <laughs> and then later went back to see magic mike xxl with a bunch of wine so number four was magic mike xxl and number five was ted two and again it was fourth magic mike was fourth so what do you think it made in its opening weekend i'm gonna say four million okay mikey what do you think i'm gonna say eight Eight to nine million. Okay, it made twelve point eight million dollars in its opening weekend. Um, it was in the box office for twelve weeks. So, mm-hmm. what do you think it made domestically? Domestic, I'm gonna say it was in the box office long enough that like we waited a couple weeks to go see it. Yeah, and then went and saw it with Secret Wine. Um, I think it made thirty. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna say more than that. I'm gonna say sixty-five. Jake, do you have a guess? Uh, I would say probably about 65 to 75, yeah. Okay. So, Mikey and Jake, you're very, very close. It was 66 million dollars that it made Damn. domestically it also made another 57.5 million dollars internationally for a total of 123.5 million dollars 
and then made another $20 million or almost $20 million. That's a lot in home box office. Million dollars in home DVD and porn sales. <laughs> but that is your box office. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> This made an ass load of money. Wait, are you saying that you think this is worse than Fifty Shades, Mikey? This is way worse than Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. Fifty Shades of Grey at least tries to have a plot. Fifty Shades of Grey, they like talk and then like things happen. <laughs> yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey is Citizen Kane compared to this. Yeah. <laughs> so this week, Paige made us watch Magic Mike XXL and it's my turn next week. So I'm going to make you guys watch... A 2006 movie featuring Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn called The Breakup. No. God, that's a bad movie. (laughs) Is it? I've never seen it. It did really well in theaters. So I'm interested to see it. Some people really like it and a lot of people don't. (laughs) But for some people, they really like it. I'm sure that the same goes for the movie we just did. I'm just excited to see the Facebook group be mad at you for saying mean things about this movie because they were all really excited about it this movie barely qualifies as a movie but so your homework for next week is to drink a bottle of wine Mm -hmm. watch magic mike xxl for no reason then put duct tape down the center of your room and watch the breakup (laughs) all right so mikey do you have a review for us to read yeah nicole g 1978 oh what does nicole g have to say my favorite podcast oh i thank you oh thank you she says i absolutely love this podcast and also the horror virgin oh i look forward to the new episodes every week it doesn't even matter if I've seen the movie being discussed. The hosts are funny, intelligent, and you can tell they generally like each other and making the podcast. Thanks for giving <laughs> me something to look forward to every week. Never change, you guys. Nicole G. That's sweet. Well, Nicole G., thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your review, leave us a five-star review. Hey, Jake, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was great to see you this whole yeah, time. Yeah, good to sit in here and uh, be barely involved, but still be involved. So, yeah. Welcome to my world, Jake. oh man it was great to have you so um yeah guys if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast make sure to check out our other podcast the horror virgin and that is the only other podcast that mikey and i are on but Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. You want to pop the hood? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Bye, (laughs) stripper nerds. Uh.